this day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, our lesson today is found in First uh, Kings chapter 21. We're going to look primarily at um, verses 17 through 29. Our authors have entitled our lesson, Elijah Rebukes King Ahab. Um, it's in our unit uh, talking about various acts of courage. And today we're going to look at uh, this character called uh, Elijah and his act of courage. Um, you know, um, when, 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 as I prepare for these lessons for Soulful Tree each week, it's really just amazing. And, you know, I, I've shared with you guys, and I, I know you guys, some of you find it trite, but it's urgently true that this is some good stuff. If you don't know, if you don't know how good this is, you've missed divine revelation. If you don't know that family church school, the study of these lessons is a, is a, is a, is a, uh, a, a peep hole, if you would, to all that is going on in the world and in your church. Uh, th there, there is nothing more applicable than today's lesson. We think that everything is new. I've, I, you know, I, we, we've got this new order, new world, new. Uh, way of doing things, new model, new, new, new. But Solomon was right. There is absolutely nothing new under the sun. Uh, if you think there's some new wisdom out there, you, you've missed it. If you think there's some uh, a new sin out there that uh, <laughs> you, you, you haven't read your Bible, uh, man is exactly as God described him uh, from the day uh, he was created to the day that he fell in the garden. Man is a sinner, not capable of saving himself. Man is a sinner and sinners sin. But God has so uh, wonderfully blessed uh, various souls uh, that he has created uh, to remind man of who he is and what he's capable of, and that it demands at times, man's actions demand that man be spoken to, that man be told exactly what he is and what he's not. Uh, uh, today, we call it uh, you know, you hear the phrase very familiar, speak truth to power. Uh, there's nothing new about that because, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the le day's lesson takes uh, a place approximately 854 B.C. And in 854 B.C., uh, uh, truth was being spoken to power. And I would suggest 
uh, to all of us that we look at this lesson today and find what it is that God is telling us uh, to do in terms of dealing with the, the various messes. And that's the best way that I can uh, uh, describe it, uh, uh, Deacon Ford, is that uh, we're, we're in a mess. And whenever there's a mess, uh, there's always a truth to counter that mess and to advise that mess. And we see it in today's lesson. We see it uh, because a man named Elijah, a prophet, a uh, fourth teller, uh, was on the scene, able to get the king of Israel's ear, a powerful man, able to get the queen of Israel, if you would, ear, uh, a powerful woman. And God is, is, is telling us today, if we don't get through the lesson the way that you want to, or we don't cover all the points, just remember one thing. We are all accountable to God. And God has a way of getting our attention. And normally that way is through a messenger. So as a messenger of Jesus Christ, as a messenger of the one triune God, I'm here uh, to declare today that you and I must be vigilant to speak truth to power. But I would warn you, the only way that you can speak truth to power is that you speak truth from power. And the last time I checked, uh, the word of God is clear that you shall have power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. In 1 Kings chapter 21, we see a king on the throne who is a man of great power, a man in a great position, but a man who needs to hear from a great God. Because this man is a thug, but he's the king. This man is a miscreant but he's the king. This man is devoid of, I can't say all divine content, but this man is devoid of divine content, but yet he's the king. This man and his wife, Jezebel, they are blatantly disobedient to God. After all, Sister Randall, that God has done for them, they have turned away from God. In chapter 20, you know, that's the chapter before 21. 
God had just delivered this spiritual thug and the nation of Israel from total annihilation by that old bad boy Bindad, Amorite. He, 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 he rained havoc on them, was about to destroy them. And God stepped in and, and told Ahab, no, nah, this won't happen. See, when we studied Romans 8, and it talked about God uh, is, is in the midst of working it out. We'll take that which is bad and work it out for your good, and he'll do it even for someone who's in total disobedience because God has a plan and he's not going to let you or I negate that plan. In verse uh, 1 through 16 of chapter 21, it sets the stage for what, what happens. And it sets the stage, it, it sets the, the final straw, if you would, for God having to deal with this king and queen. Uh, as, a, as a matter of fact, uh, if Brother Moton, if he's on the line, would, would you, would you uh, Brother Moton, yeah, Terry Moton, uh, would you uh, unmike, and I would like for you to go back and read for us uh, uh, start with verse one and start reading. Just start reading, casually reading until I tell you to stop. Verse chap, uh, chapter 21, verse one, Brother Moten. Okay. Now Naboth, the Jezreelite, had a vineyard in Jezreel beside the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. And after this, Ahab said to Naboth, Give me your vineyard that I may have it for a vegetable garden because it is near my house and I will give you a better vineyard for it where if it seems good to you, I will give you its value in money. But Naboth said to Ahab, the Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers. And Ahab went into his house vexed and sullen because of what Naboth the Jezreelite had said to him. For he had said, I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers. And he lay down on his bed and turned away his face and would not eat food. But Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said to him, Why is your spirit so vexed that you eat no food? And he said to her, Because I spoke to Naboth, the Jezreelite, and said to him, Give me your vineyard for money, or else, if it please you, I will give you another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give you my vineyard. And Jezebel, his wife, said to him, Do you now govern Israel? Arise and eat bread and let your heart be cheerful. Thank you, Brother Moton. Thank you, Brother Moton. You guys see it. Here, this man is the king. Here, this man has all the power and prestige, has the position. And there is a man who owns a piece of land right next to him. You know, uh, I am not, you guys know, from this uh, desk, from this desk on Sunday morning, 
I am not necessarily uh, socially or political. I, I, I don't deal it. I, I don't deal with it. But if you don't see that what has occurred in the last few years in this country called America, mm -hmm. that this very story that's told in chapter 21 is a repeat in the year 2017 through 2021. Because we have people who are in power who have forgotten the truth. The truth is, as we approach this 4th of July, this celebration of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator uh, uh, to, 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 to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is an inalienable right. That means that it is a God-given right. Here in the first few verses of chapter 21, we see that the God-given right of Naboth is about to be violated because the king wants to conduct a real estate deal. This, this king who is a real estate baron. Now, oh man, man, what, what a picture we have here. He, he has all the land he needs, but yet there's a little plot of land that he wants to grow his vegetable garden in. And he's told, I would never sell my vegetable garden. I, I hear Sister Davies talking about now. So look here, you can, you can have this, you can make this offer, but this plot of land is not for sale because this land was given to me by God. This is my birthright. This is what will carry my legacy, uh, Bobby. It's not for sale. But the king turned real estate baron says, I want to take the land. I'm going to make you a deal because I'm the ultimate deal maker. I'm going to make you a deal. I give you, I give you more than you asked for the land. I'll give you a piece of land that's better than the land you got. It's not for sale. And because Naboth told him, Terry, that it was not for sale, you read to me that the king left sullen. That's what sin will make you do. Sin will make you be mad, but he was not only mad and sullen, he was mad to the point that he just couldn't let it go. He went home and pouted like a four-year-old child because he couldn't get his way. And in his pouting, he hears this third voice. I call it, I, I, I'll have to talk to you guys sometime about that third voice. That third voice that comes to him and says, are you not the king of Israel? Are, are, are you not the, 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 the chairman? Are, are you not the governor? 
Are you not the president? Are you not the congressman? Are you not the Senate majority leader? Who's in charge here? When you speak, men are supposed to do what you say do, no matter how wrong it is, how no matter how much against God it is, if you don't do it, your life, your livelihood is in peril. So Jezebel talks to her husband and edges him on. These kinds of folk are dangerous, whether they're in the state house or the church house, they are dangerous because they can't stand to hear the word no. They can't stand not to get what they think they deserve. He had already uh, with Jezebel uh, started worshiping idol gods. I mean, he had already broken the first five commandments and now in chapter 21, he's going to break the rest of them because he's the king and his queen is encouraging him in sin. And so here's what the queen does. She asked Naboth if he wasn't in charge. And then she goes, we, we, we're going to get to the day's lesson. Then she goes and she forges a letter with the king's seal on it and conspires to have Naboth, who denied her king, her husband, what he wanted, and came up with a scheme that would cause Naboth's death. And it all started with a lie. Ooh, does that sound so familiar? See, these, these folk are not only covetous, they're, they're not only uh, just bad actors, but, but they're, uh, they're not truth tellers. And what they do is that they solicit the help of others to help them perpetuate a lie that could cause the death and misery of a people. That does not sound like something new. That sounds like something that's very old to me. But, but, but it surely should ring clear in your ears today that this is exactly what we're going to. And it calls out that we need men and women of valor, of courage to stand up and speak truth to power because people's lives are dependent upon it. Now, she does a scheme. She forges his name. They carry out the plot. And guess what? They killed Naboth. They set him up, told a lie, and they stoned him to death. And the queen goes back to the king. And you know what she says, Brother Ramsey? She says, hey, you can go down there and get your land now because Naboth is dead. 
<laughs> you're talking about some spiritual thugs. <laughs> you're, you're, you're talking about some miscreants. You're talking about people who are devoid of divine content. But you know what, folks? We have to be truth tellers. And it seems as if, though, they are getting away. But I want all of us to remember from this lesson today is that God holds all of us accountable for what you do, for what you say, for what you don't do, and what you don't say. God is large and in charge. God is in control. And just because you think you're getting away, just because you think you've conceived the perfect plan, just because you went over there and bribed one official to lie, just because you went over and fired one man and put your man in, it does not mean you're getting away. And God is not, did not call Elijah to pick up a, 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 a sword or war stick and raise Cain. In verse 17, verse 17, verse 17, Sister Gwen Thompson, would you please unmike and read verse 17? Sister Gwen Thompson. Verse 17, and the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite saying, What did it say? Arise. Go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, which is in Samaria. Behold, he is in the vineyard of Naboth, whether he is gone down to possess it. Now, you think you got away? God says, when Thompson, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go down and I want you to confront the king. Now, First of all, the prophet Elijah knows what the king is like. And he knows. You go up there and mess with that king, that Ahab, and that Jezebel, you subject to lose your life. That makes this a very dangerous mission. And it takes courage to go and even speak the wrong thing to the wrong person, or in this case, the right person. You, 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 it takes courage. But I don't see where this Tishbite called Elijah, Fred, I don't see where he faltered at all. He got up and he went down, just like God told him. And notice, God didn't tell him to go down and I want you to take your sword and cut the king's head off. He says, I want you to go down and just speak the truth. And you know what? That's what's going to take to get our nation back, to get our, uh, uh, our country back, our cities back, our communities back. We're going to need men and women who will just simply go down and speak the truth to the power brokers of the day. The power brokers that are in uh, your home, you don't have to speak truth to them. Yeah, you know, you, you, you got some tyrants of all persuasions in your home. You got some tyrants in your ministry. You got some tyrants 
<clears throat> in your church. You definitely got tyrants in your state government and in your local governments and in your national, in the world government. You got tyrants and you got to speak truth to them. <clears throat> Arise, go down, you'll find the king there. Sister Gwen, verse 19. And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thou saidst the Lord, Hast thou killed and also taken possession? And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thou said the Lord, In the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth, shall dogs lick thy blood, even thine. This is a tough message. <laughs> this is a tough assignment. But somebody's got to do it. This is a, a, a tough assignment, but some neighbor has to do it. This is a tough assignment, but some uh, church member has got to do it. This is a tough assignment, but some deacons got to do it. This is a tough assignment, but some pastor has got to do it. He's got to go tell power brokers wherever they are, in the community, in the church, in the country, you've got to tell sinners where they are and that what God will do. You've got to tell sinners that the wages of sin is death. You've got to tell sinners, uh, not by works of righteousness will you be saved, but you'll be saved by the washing and regeneration of the Holy Spirit, you've got to tell them the tough message. And that message is you're a sinner. You've got to get men and women, boys and girls to acknowledge that they are sinners. And here this prophet goes to the king by speaking this, it could mean instant death, but nevertheless, he goes by saying what God said, say, he could lose his life. But there comes a time in every messenger, every child of God's life that he has to speak the truth. And that truth is not only spoken to people of little power, that truth must be spoken to people even with great power. But when you say what God says to say, watch this, Joe Richardson, you not only speak to power, you speak from power. Oh, did, did you get that, Sister Taylor? You, you not only speak to power, you ought to speak from power. And the only way that you can speak from power is that you are speaking the word of God. It must be said. Right is right. Oh, uh, y'all, y'all remember her. I, I know Joe Richardson and Deacon Newsom and some some of you others who who uh, took classes uh, with Sister Kendall. Uh, her favorite saying was, "Right is right if nobody agrees with you, and wrong is wrong if everybody agrees with you. True must be spoken." It must be spoken to correct. It must be spoken to even condemn. And in this situation, Sister Kathleen, it's spoken to correct and is spoken 
to condemn. Because he told them, this is exactly what's going to happen to you for what you've done. The same way you kill Naboth and let his blood run in the street, the dog's going to lick your blood in that very same place. But it goes on, Sister Gwen. Verse 20. And Ahab said to Elijah, Has thou found me, O mine enemy? And he answered, I have found thee, because thou hast sold thyself to work evil in the sight of the Lord. See, when, when folk are confronted, here, here's the thing. This man, this king, when you are so immersed in sin, when you are so immersed in corruption, you don't, you don't even know what the truth is. You, you don't know what honesty is. Fred, I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you. Yeah, listen to this guy. He says, oh, have, have you found me? <laughs> oh, enemy? Elijah is the best friend this man ever had, and he doesn't even realize it. Elijah is trying to save him. Just, just as many of the counselors of the day tried to save men and women in powerful positions by telling them the truth, what's going to happen if you do this, they view them as enemies and maybe fire them, relieve them, destroy their reputation. See, because that's what can happen to you when you speak the truth. You, you'll, have, you, you'll have those that you're speaking the truth to calling you an enemy when you are in fact a friend. And here's the thing, folk that are in the wrong, in those kinds of positions, they, they, they don't, they don't wanna hear the truth. They're so used to getting their egos stroked. They're so hooked on having their way that, that, that they can't stand no bad news. But as a truth teller, as a messenger from God, you've got to say what God told you to say. Whether you be declared an enemy or not, you've got to do what God says do. It's a it's it's a it's a it's a heavy assignment, uh, but but you've got to render this correcting message, and you've got to tell them this condemning message. And it's two things people in power don't like, especially people who are not righteous. They don't like correcting speech and they don't like condemning speech. And here, this prophet has got to do both. Sister Queen, verse 21. Behold, I will bring evil upon, upon thee, and will take away thy posterity, and will cut off from Ahab him that pisseth against the wall, and him that is shut up and left in Israel. This is a stinging rebuke. And it's what's going to happen to every sinner that's lost. But here, Elijah tells the king, you ain't going to be king no more. <laughs> and people don't want to hear that. They, they cannot accept that reality. They, they cannot accept 
the reality that they will never have this position of power and prestige again. But the word of God says to this king, your time has run out. I'm going to cut you off. So Gwen, verse 22. And will make thine house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nabath, and like the house of Basha, the son of Ahijah. For the provocation wherewith thou hast provoked me to anger and made Israel to sin. In other words, you've not only sinned against God, you've not only sinned against heaven, you've actively participated, helped others to sin against God because of your action. You're not satisfied with just being a spiritual thug. You're not just satisfied with trying to get your way. You want to use other folk. You will make other folk do and say stuff. In other words, you, you'll have other folk. Here's what they did. You got to understand. When they got the elders together uh, in that, what I call a fake fast, Sister Hollis, See, they, they, they were supposed to have a fast where everybody's going, you know, wherever there's sin, it'll be bought up. And they have two scoundrels, two, 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 two no good uh, men bring charges against Nabat so that he would be killed and therefore executing Jezebel's plan. When, when they had all of this going on, they actually were recruiting other folk to help them sin. It's not good. It's not bad enough that you just say, but now you're help, now you're recruiting people to actively help you sin. It, it, it's, 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 it's not good enough for you uh, to 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 uh, stole a lie and carry a lie uh, 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 about fraudulent elections. You've got to go and recruit some folk. To, 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 to make laws and legislations in their local communities to help you carry it out. God says, you people in power, you people who think you have some power, you don't understand that the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the one triune God who sits high, looks low, holds all of us uh, accountable and is capable of holding all of us in, uh, accountable, he will do what nobody else can do. He'll put you in check. And he's told the king of Israel, you may be the king of Israel, but I am the king of kings. And here's what's going to happen to you. You will be cut out. Your family will be cut off. Because you've provoked anger. You've angered God. Because you've sinned and you've led other folk to sin. And, by the way, Sister Gwen, I'm just going to give you a quick pause. Sister Taylor, you know, you know those folk that were helping him? Mainly that third voice. Remember that third voice I told you about? Jezebel? He says, I got something for her too. Here's what God says. And of Jezebel, 
The Lord said, the dog shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Your blood will be licked by the dogs inside the walls or, or, or within the uh, territory, if you would, and Jezebel will be outside the wall. And that's very, that, that's very uh, important because what God is saying has got to be true because God is not a man that he would lie or the son of man that he would repent. God says, this is going to happen to you for what you've done is going to happen to the king and it's going to happen to all of those who help the king, who encourage the king toward this great sin. Verse 24, uh, Thompson. Him that dieth of Ahab in the city of the dogs shall eat, and him that dieth in the field shall the fowls of the air eat. He's talking about total destruction. See, we think that, you know, a little bit of sin. When you look at this, you would think, well, only two people were involved in this. You know, for, for, for those of you who are head of, of ministries, uh, you can have one person and they're acting the fool, they'll destroy that whole ministry. Uh, uh, wait a minute, let, 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 me just, let me make it more perfect. Uh, 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 Joe Richardson is on the line. Uh, 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 Joe, you can, you can have one uh, uh, deacon who's acting the fool but who will bring destruction to the entire ministry. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You, you, you can have one husband, you can have one wife who's acting the fool who will bring this calamity to a whole family. God said that he was going to cut them off. Previous, when he was talking about cutting off, he's talking about destroying that entire family. That there will not be one descendant left to claim kingship, to be on the throne. Your dynasty will end. You will no longer be the king, and you will no longer be even given an opportunity for your heirs to be on the throne, they will die. And you guys know the rest of the story. You know that this prophecy, this message, this, 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 this spoken word to power came to truth. I mean, came to fruition rather. Verse 25, 26, right quick. Uh, but there was none like unto Ahab, which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord, whom Jezebel, his wife, stirred up. And he did very abominably in following idols, according to all things, as did the Amorites, whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. Now, verse 24, I mean, 25 and 26, there that Sister Gwen just read, some of you may are thinking, Wait a minute, why, why is this pause? This seems to be a departure because this isn't uh, uh, 
the prophet speaking. This, if you would, is like a, a parenthetical phrase, Sister Hollis, you know, uh, 25 and 26. It says, and by the way, after God, after after the prophet got through speaking this particular portion, it says that Ahab would be the standard barrier for the worst king Israel ever had. In other words, it, it, it would be like when, when people would speak in times after that, uh, Brother Ken, they would say, man, you acting like Ahab. You know, you know, you know I, I, I mean, you know, a, a man, you must have been cauterized. You, you must have been trumpetized. You must have been uh, 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 buying that. You know, he became the standard barrier for bad kings. In God's eye, when God sees you as the worst that thing that has ever happened, you're a bad actor. So Sister Gwen, take us out before so we can go to church. And it came to pass when Ahab heard those words that he rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh and uh -huh. fasted and lay in sackcloth and went softly. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite saying, seest thou how Ahab humbled himself before me? Because he humbled himself before me, I will not bring the evil in his days, but in his son's days will I bring the evil upon his house. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. The worst person, you, Sister Gwen just read it. I did, you know, Sister Gwen just read it for you in verse 25 and 26. This was the worst man. This was the worst king. God says he was the worst king there ever was in Israel. But yet God is able to show some mercy when a sinner shows a modicum of contrition. Ahab heard this sentence. He knew it was God. He knew it wasn't God. Uh, uh, you know, he wouldn't knew it wasn't a bad dream. So he just didn't take two aspirins or an alka He got in his sackcloth pajamas even and went to sl and sleep in them. Now that, that, that sackcloth was some rough material Not because cool. it reminded Not you cool. I've sinned and I've sinned against God. That's right. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did this. And, and, and don't you guys judge. Don't you guys judge. Don't talk about, well, was he really guilty? Nah. He confessed, I've messed up. He humbled himself. And because he spoke those words, you know what God did to Samuel? He said, I will not do in King Ahab's time what I promised him I will do it. In other words, I promise that I would kill his entire family, all of his sons, some 70 of them. But you know what? He'll go before I do that. That's the grace that I'm going to show him. Oh, it's going to be done. It's going to be done because he already said, your blood will be licked up by the dog. 
But because I know, because you showed a little bit of humbleness, because you came off your power, uh, uh, your power and prestige and position a little bit and humble yourself. I'm going to show you this bit of grace and mercy. What a mighty God we we serve. Because Ahab could have been taken away in an instance. But let me tell you what the rest of the story as we go. Ahab died just as God, the man of God said he would. And the dogs licked his blood exactly where Naboth's blood was shed. Sister Jezebel, outside the wall, the dogs ate her flesh. Just as God said. And we know that all 70 of those sons were wiped out, never to perpetuate that throne, just as God said he would. But here's the thing, here's the courage. There's some disastrous things in store for some folk who've done some pretty nasty stuff. But who will tell them? Who will speak that truth to power? Elijah did, Sister Ogletree. And that's why he's the subject of a man of valor today. Because he had the courage to go and say exactly what God told him to say. You don't ever have to worry when you are saying what God tells you to say. Because if you're speaking truth to power, if you're saying what God says say, you're speaking truth from power. That's all of my time. I'd like to spend some more with you today, but I'm going to go and celebrate my first lady uh, after worship. Y'all have a good day. See you in church. Hello.